Good morning. It's time to talk about Sack City Podcast, which is now sponsored by Manscaped. The best thing for your sack since sliced? Well, sacks. Keep your sack smooth with the new Performance Package 4.0. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer for those bushy sacks. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant for those smelly sacks. And take care of those extra sacks with the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. Not to mention some performance boxer briefs and a travel sack to put your goodies in. Manscaped is a sack leader with over 6 million worldwide who trust this product. That's roughly 12 million sacks. So join them with this exclusive offer of 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code SACCITY at manscaped.com. That's promo code SACCITY at manscaped.com for 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Order your sack saver now and show your sack the love it deserves. Manscaped. Got Bush? Sack City, welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Drive presented by the Sack City Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Vinny Milani, joined as always by my best friend in the whole entire world. He is Aaron the Mukes, I am Mukes, and of course, below us we have your boy, my boy, and everybody's boy. He is AJ Johnson. It is a beautiful August 17th morning here in the city, Wednesday. Oh, one more day until football again thursday night football and we get rolling back into previews and predictions and recaps and all that good stuff but today that's not what it's about today it's not about previews it's not about reviews it's not about recaps mm-hmm. it's about fantasy football it is fantasy football wednesday on the fantasy drive show presented by the sexy podcast aaron how goes it this morning I'm good, man. You know me. I'm a fantasy football guy. Love fantasy football. Every week time we get to talk about it. You know, I know we do it only once a week on the offseason, twice a week when the season comes into play because we got so much to cover and we like to give the breakdowns of all the specific teams. But there's nothing better than fantasy. Uh, everybody can play it. You don't really have to know football. You just got to have fun and watch it. And, you know, you never know. You get lucky. You win some games. You win some money. It's all in fun. So uh, I'm really excited. I'm excited for our league this year get some people in that uh to have the returning champion bailey back um Oof. to have you guys back Oof. so i can make sure i get my guaranteed you know six wins a year two from aj two from Vinny, and two from dylan and then um and go from there and then you know take another stab at the championship hopefully this time i can get over the hump and actually bring this trophy home yeah well Probably hopefully not, not. Hopefully not. Yeah, uh, I agree. Ho- hopefully not. Hopefully not. Uh, do you want to make our special announcement this morning for our fantasy league, or you want to you want to like let it marinate just a little bit longer and announce that at the end of the week? Uh, yeah, let's let it marinate. Yeah, yeah. Just just be ready. Be ready. It's it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. We promise. It's coming. Uh, right now, four spots have already been filled. Four spots. Yep. Four Me? spots. AJ, Vinny, Dylan. And then, of course, so there's, wait, five, there's spots. five spots. Five spots. Matt, Matt yeah, is hard. Like, yeah, it's a good it's a, you know, I math forgot is, we got to let Bailey in the damn league. You know what I mean? Champion and all. You know, math is really hard. And today we are actually doing, well, we're not really doing math, but we have stock, We have the stock report uh, coming up on today's show. We are talking about risers and fallers. We also have a brand new segment coming up called Draft Me Here. Aaron's uh, segment titles might need a little work on what they are called, uh, but whoa, I do. Wait, wait, wait. I, That's a beautiful title, by the way. Draft me here because it leaves for intrigue. It's so intriguing that you had to ask me actually what it meant. So I like that mysterious, the mystique. Kind of, he likes what, the mystique. What is going on? What is he really pointing at here? Come on, man. He's like Jeffrey. Alex uh, Trebek always had to explain the, the categories, right? It's like letters that start with this uh, were simple, but there were categories that you had to explain. That's just one of those. 
All right, all right. Well, you know what I don't have to explain? Getting into your rankings, our pre-draft rankings here. We're breaking down the wide receivers uh, this morning. If you missed last week's show, we broke down Aaron's top running backs in the draft. Go check that out on our YouTube page, at Sac City Pod. Today, we'll be breaking down your top 24 wide receivers in this year's draft, starting with 1 through 12 here. Justin Jefferson at number 1, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, Jamar Chase, CeeDee Lamb round out the top five. Aaron, you, before the show, talked about players that – it was a fluid system with your rankings. Really? And today we saw a lot of changes – happen within your rankings what was the biggest change in the wide receivers that at least maybe came from the top 12 that you want to discuss yeah the the movement that you know a lot of people didn't see because we didn't show the wide receivers last last week um my one and two switch and then my four and three switch three and four switch so a little bit interesting there i moved justin jefferson jay dennis above Devonte adams and then i moved stefan diggs above jamar chase and i i will say this um, I had already had debates about where I wanted to put Devontae Adams as opposed to Justin Jefferson. And I spoke yesterday after doing the recap on the Minnesota Vikings and, and just understanding how good Justin Jefferson is and what I think he's capable of. I do think he's right there as the number one wide receiver in fantasy. I like the fact that he's in the same with the same quarterback on the same team, doing some of the same things he's been doing, whereas Devontae Adams now has to get comfortable again with some new offense, even though I know the Vikings have a new offense as well. Um, he's switching quarterbacks. I do think that's going to take a little bit of time as far as fantasy purposes. And, and then Justin Jefferson is just so explosive. This is the guy that I told you yesterday had the potential to be the leading receiver in the NFL. And I said, a matter of fact, I would lock that in that he was going to be the leader in the NFL. So that was a big change there. The other guy is Stefan Diggs going above Jamar Chase. I'm not souring on Jamar Chase, but I am thinking back to last year and the amount of big games that he had certain situations where he goes for 300 yards or whatever. I don't know if that's going to happen. Can it? Yes, because he does have that potential. But I also think it's a little bit of T. Higgins more involved. and They have a lot of weapons to go to. I don't know if I can trust Jamar Chase to be better than Stephon Diggs. I really, really like Stephon Diggs this year. I think better because of the weapons they've added with Gabriel, um, with uh, Gabe Davis there, with even the Khalil Shakirs and the Jamison Crowders. I think that they're going to find ways to get Stefan Diggs. He's going to have even more of an impact uh, closer to what he was two years ago than he was last year. So those were the two biggest changes, I guess you could say, at the top. At the, at the top is at number seven. I should say not really at the top. At number seven, you have Cooper Cup, and that's where I wanted to start here first. Not to say I disagree with you. I totally I, – I am not on the Cooper Cup train this season. Not to say he's going to have a bad season, but just something that – I just don't I I don't I just I don't see it definitely I don't see a top five finish within Cooper Cup. People are going to see that and question you. So let's get it out of the way now. Why is Cooper Cup not in your top five? Yeah, I mean people can question me all they want, but I win championships. So Meeksai is uh named that for a reason. They can question me all they want. Cooper Cup is great. If you want to pick him in the first round, I'm not gonna tell you no. He had nineteen hundred yards last year. Like of course he had a good year, but that was one season. One season with 1,900 yards, that's not enough for me to just say, oh, now he's the top wide receiver overall. Not to mention, we talked about the move from uh, L.A. to Minnesota and Kevin O'Connell. So you lose your offensive coordinator. I know Sean McVay is the guy, but Kevin O'Connell plays a role. We talk about how good he is. So he's going to Minnesota now. You add Allen Robinson into that offense. So I worry that there are going to be targets taken away from Cooper Cup. Defenses are going to focus on him a lot more. Not to mention, I I'm just throwing this out here, Matt Stafford's arm, we still don't know, really know what's going to be going on with that. Maybe he misses time early or they can't throw as much. Who knows? But I have to imagine that defenses are now going to be looking at the Los Angeles Rams and saying, what is the best weapon on their team? Cooper Cup. Let's take him away. And we saw that for about 48 minutes in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Cooper Cup was nothing. Like, if you go back to that game, Cooper Cup did not show up. And then he had a drive where he just caught like six balls in a row and scored a touchdown. And, and that was the, that was a big game. So I, I do think that they focused on him and they were able to shut him down to some extent. I think defenses will do that more. Now, again, 
gonna, I'm not going to argue with you. He's going to have a good season. 12, 13. Still going to be a wide receiver oh, one. That's absolutely. That's, absolutely. It, it, it's, because, it's splitting hairs. Absolutely. But when we're talking about the number one overall wide receiver in fantasy, um, I'd rather take Justin Jefferson at six, seven, than reach for Cooper Cup at two or three, which most people are doing right now. And and I think that's Wild. the difference. It's, it's just, um, I think the floor of Justin Jefferson is so high. Like his floor is probably wide receiver five. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's so high um, that you just can't pass on that. I talked about it last week. First round picks must be a sure thing. Must yep. be a sure thing, obviously, barring AJ. Yeah. AJ, when you looked at his top 12, is there any names that jumped out to you that you want to question that maybe too high, too low, or, or just right that you like so much? Uh, yeah, there's one that comes to mind and, you know, we're talking about top 12, we're talking about wide receiver ones here. So obviously keep in mind, we're nitpicking here. And some of you guys may just call me being a, not a homer, but you know, a slight amount of favoritism, but I'm looking at 12 and I'm looking at Debo Samuel. And I think he deserves to be a top 10 because of the versatility that his usage could have. Now, Michael Pittman's going to be really good. We're all expecting another great year from him, especially with the addition of a Michael Pittman. Uh, Deontay Johnson is a great receiver, there's still some influx with what's going on with the QB. So, you know, if Mitch Trubisky's there, sure, he may look for that guy a lot, but how much do we trust Deontay Johnson to do all that? And again, I love Deontay Johnson. I think he can make whatever quarterback throwing him the ball a little better, but let's not forget George Pickens is going to get some looks because he is that dude. Um, so I look at Debo Samuel. I look at the addition of Trey Lance and a guy who likes to make plays with a guy who's Debo Samuel, who's a playmaker. And I think the potential of him being a top 10 wide receiver is sitting right there. Uh, now, Aaron had him at 12. We're talking two spots down. Uh, in some cases, that may be big. But uh, it, at the same time, I, I see it as nitpicking right now. So, uh, but I think he could be a top 10 receiver. So you like the you like the addition of Trey Lance to boost Debo Samuel's value? Or what do you think that's going to look like during the regular season with Trey Lance now being obviously a much more mobile uh, quarterback mm -hmm. than what Jimmy Garoppolo was? And how does that affect uh, uh, Debo Samuel's fantasy value? I mean, I acknowledge that Trey Lance is going to run a lot more than Jimmy G ever did, for sure. That's a part of it. Uh, but I also think that that's, that's going to open up other opportunities because now that you have to spend – you're now spending another guy that's on the quarterback. When Jimmy G was there, you might have had a spy, or you could have taken that guy and pulled him off and doubled a Debo. Now you can't do that because you have to have a guy paying attention to a Trey Lance, which means that's one less person paying attention to a Debo. Uh, I think Trey Lance is the type of guy who loves to throw the deep ball. And if Debo Samuel wants to get loose, that's something that's hard to stop. We saw him just being wide open in space multiple times last season. There was at least two or three touchdowns where you're like, how was nobody around Debo Samuel in that, in that play? So I think that's the possibility that can be there. I think they'll be creative with the fact that he can, that Trey Lance can run uh, and use that on some rollout play action type plays that can also break Debo Samuel open downfield. So uh, I, I think while it can take away maybe a couple extra yards from Debo Samuel rushing, I don't think it does too much with him uh, passing the ball that often. So my biggest question with Debo Samuel, again, it's not never a talent thing. It's obviously injury, right. which is where right. I kind of weighed that a little bit in there. But I'm going to ask, and this is a dead, honest, serious question. How are the 49ers going to use I think that's a legitimate question we have to ask because – I looked a little bit more into how he was used a year ago. At the beginning of the season, he was not running the football. The beginning of the right. season, he had 50, I believe it was 50 plus targets in the first five games from the wide receiver position. The last five games, he only had 28. Yeah. And then you look at what his rushing numbers were the beginning of the season, first five games, he only had four, or I'm sorry, six carries. Mm -hmm. Last five games, he had well over 30. What kind of offense is this going to look like and to me that's a big thing because the relationship between trey lance and debo samuel is not there they haven't played together like jimmy g and debo samuel right especially in the past game especially from a young quarterback who let's be honest there's going to be growing pains so i worry about how they are going to use debo this whole contract situation did he really say hey i don't really want to run the ball as much or is this something that was just kind of just about the money so i He's really there because I don't know what to expect. If this Debo right. Samuel is not running the football, I do not think he can be what he was last year without that aspect of it. I, I just don't. So 
so I, I think last year they did this kind of on a trial run. Like, you know, they had some, he's explosive. Let's get him on some sweet cement arounds. And then as guys went down and as they saw Debo Samuel getting loose and breaking tackles and saw there's a whole other aspect to him, let's give this a try and see what was up. I think they kind of, I don't want to say go directly to that this season, but there are rushing incentives in his contract this year. So I do think they plan on using him to run the ball. I mean, there's no reason to put those incentives in and then not give them a shot to at least try to get there or show that that's a capability of them. I do like the idea of Elijah Mitchell. We understand that they bring it. Is Jeff Wilson still there? I do not remember. I think he still is. Uh, Jermichael Hasey wants to be a thing. Like, so I know they have all these running backs. That's what San Francisco does. But clearly they saw something in Debo Samuel that they liked enough to pair him with an Elijah Mitchell in, a, in some sort of fashion. So while I don't think he's going to be taking 100 carries or anything like that, uh, I do think you might see that 40, 50, uh, what was it, 59 rushes last season. He may get a little less than that. He might get slightly more than that. I think it is still going to be in that area uh, that they decide to use him rushing the ball. 59 carries, eight touchdowns. That's like. That's, what, what, that's just begging for I, I, I was thinking six that's, touchdowns for in the rushing begging game. Begging for regression. I, I, I think, I think he's going to be great. Probably a wide mm-hmm. receiver one. But between the mm-hmm. health issues and the fact that I'm unsure of how they're going to use him, right? Um, it's hard for me right now. I need to see him with Trey Lance, and I haven't really seen Fair. what it's going to look. What do you think his floor is? What do you think he caps out? What? Yeah, healthy? Just, yeah, healthy Debo Samuel, a solid RB or a solid wide receiver. Middle, yeah. that's like a four. Yeah, like I was he's gonna, gonna produce. He's yeah. gonna produce. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Let's go to the back half of your uh, your your wide receiver twos here, thirteen through twenty four. DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, DJ Moore, DeAndre Hopkins, Terry McLaurin uh, round out the thirteen through seventeen. Uh, Aaron, what was the? I'll just ask you this question. I normally ask this actually during the fantasy season, which you guys will be able to watch during the regular season on Sundays at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, Which wide receiver from the wide receiver two section has the best chance to become a wide receiver one when the season's all said and done? Ah, that's not really a fair question. Um, I think the easy answer. uh, No, because I think the easy answer is the DK Metcalf or an AJ Brown, which I have just outside wide receiver one. So you could honestly interchanged any of the 10 through 14 and I wouldn't have like even flinched. Uh, I'm going to go deeper. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go deeper. And the one person I think it's 24, it's T Higgins. And I told you that I wasn't a fan of his. And I told you to sell T Higgins because I felt like he's always been the wide receiver too. But if anybody out of those guys to me has a, a chance to take the leap and just say, you know what, they Joe Burrow balled out. And it's in a heavy volume offense that's going to put up a lot of points. It's T. Higgins. Um, all the other guys, Chris Godwin coming off ACL, don't like. Allen Robinson has to deal with too much of a Cooper Cup in that offense. And those other guys ahead of them, the Amari Coopers, the Brandon Cooks, those guys have always been what they are. T. Higgins has the skill set, and he just needs the opportunity. He just needs Joe Burrow to throw him the ball more than Jamar Chase, right? Um, and I think when Jamar Chase maybe gets some more attention this year, Maybe you see a little bit of that happen. I don't think it's going to happen, but if you had to ask me and say which guy out of those yeah. 13 through 24 outside of a DK Metcalf and AJ Brown, I think the the one that I would probably put in there. And I have him pretty low. A lot of people have T Higgins like 13, 14. So um, I'm not respecting T Higgins as much, but I do respect the skill set. I just didn't love the situation being Mar Chase. Really. Yeah. AJ, what did you think about the uh, wide receiver twos that he has listed? Honestly, they're 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 very fair. You, you know, the first name that obviously sticks out to everybody is Chris Godwin at twenty three, and you understand why. But you're hopeful, and you you I honestly imagine he will stay above uh, top twenty. Uh, we're hearing the reports that he's already looking good. Uh, of course, they're not going to use him until he's hundred, but he's participating in seven on sevens already. They're probably going to ramp him up to elevens uh, this upcoming week, and he's cutting well. Uh, they're seeing him getting in and out of his routes, in and out of breaks, and it's all really positive news. But as always, you need the contact. You need to see how he responds to that, how his mentality responds to the fact that he's out there taking contact. Uh, but once he gets going, I mean, we're talking about one of the best quarterbacks with one of his favorite receivers with a talented skill set around a bunch of weapons. So you can't just double team him. He's got everything working in his favor except for that ACL. But you imagine if he's ramping up the way he is now, 
he's 100% by week three, that's that's 14 games, 13 games of Chris Godwin. I think he can fall in. He can easily be above a top 20. Yeah. I want to go up. I want to go up two spots to end this here real quick. And it's Amari Cooper at 21. This is the biggest question mark I've seen on your list. Not a question mark as in I disagree with it or agree with it. It's the fact that there's no Deshaun Watson for six games could possibly be more. But as of right now, it's no Deshaun Watson for six games. You're drafting him obviously as a low end wide receiver too. But the concern has to still be there with Jacoby Brissett throwing him the ball. What makes you confident that Amari Cooper still finishes as a wide receiver too with Jacoby Brissett at least for six games? Oh, I have no concerns at all with Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper is going to be what Amari Cooper um, could you say the difference is 20 to 24? Maybe he drops down last year. He was wide receiver 27 and 15 games, missed two games, still put up 865 yards and had a bad season, like was hurt for part of the season. Uh, his worst performance before that was wide receiver, I believe like 30 something. And that was last year in Oakland before they decided to move on from him. A lot was going on there. Uh, so I, I'm, well, Mark Cooper's been one of the more consistent wide receivers. He's usually around that 15 to 25 range. I don't see why this year's any different. He'll be the number one target in that offense. He's a veteran, excellent route runner. Third down, money down, he's always good. Um, he'll get his handful of touchdowns that he gets, and you know, every once in a while, a couple of big plays. Jacoby Brissett or Deshaun Watson. I think the only thing that happens is if Deshaun Watson comes in and plays week six. I don't think Amari Cooper gets worse, right? I think he can only mm-hmm. elevate from what he is. And I think that's probably a mid to low back end wide receiver two with the upside of a high wide receiver two, maybe cracking into the, the bottom half of that wide receiver. Well, uh, best case scenario, but I have no concerns about Amari Cooper. If he's healthy. And he'll be battling for targets, you know, like, no, it's not like there's a CD lamb, you know, there's guys who are going to get the ball, but you know, he's not I really think, battling somebody for targets. I think this could be the best situation Amari Cooper's had in his entire career, at least for fantasy, with he, him being the the sole guy, the the number one guy, and then also first couple of years in I, Dallas. I think, yeah, yeah, I, I, say, I think first couple of years in Dallas, he was that. But well, I, yeah. I, I, but I do think that Deshaun Watson. I, obviously, we haven't seen him play, but we've what we've <laughs> seen from Deshaun Watson. He is the best quarterback Amari Cooper has had throwing to him. Oh, for it, sure. So that's what that's what I'm saying. I think this is the best situation, not only not only because he's the the guy, but also add in the fact that this is the best, potentially the best quarterback that he's ever had throwing to him. Uh, That does it, though, for our rankings recap here. That was the wide receivers one through 24. Next week, we'll be breaking down Aaron's top quarterbacks in fantasy drafts. So tune into that live 10 a.m. Eastern time right here on YouTube. We're going to take a quick break. But after that, we're going to get into our stock report, risers and fallers, and who you're drafting. What was your what was your segment called, Aaron? What was it called? It was oh my Draft gosh, you're... me here. Sorry, I'm just I'm scrolling through the dock here. It's a, there's a lot in the dock today. Lots to talk about. All that and more next. This season preview is brought to you by Manscaped's brand new ultra premium two in one shampoo and conditioner. This luxurious lather cleanses and nourishes in just one step, using coconut water, green tea, and aloe. This non-greasy daily formula is naturally hydrating and rich in antioxidants to revitalize the look and feel of your hair. So head on over to manscaped.com and use the promo code SACCITY for 20% off and free worldwide shipping. The new ultra-premium 2-in-1 shampoo and conditioner from Manscaped. Take care of hair everywhere. Mm, 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 mm. AJ, you got a beautiful voice, man. You got some beautiful voice. Just absolutely. We, you can't make a video beautiful. to save your life, but you got a beautiful ass voice. That too. But <laughs> absolutely beautiful voice. About? Let's get into our stock market report, the risers and the fallers. AJ, because you have such a beautiful voice, I'm going to you first. Who is the riser? So, right. Yeah. So who's rising right now in drafts? So I could go easy and talk about, you know, some of these top tier guys we were talking about, but I'm going to go deeper. It's a name that you've heard me speak before. And it's funny he's a riser because, I mean, a lot of people are going to be afraid to go and get him. But I'm thinking about Ramon J. Stevenson for the New England Patriots as a running back. Uh, with the news of James White retiring, uh, with the stock of, of Ramon J. from last year and all the love that he was getting in fantasy and all the uh, opportunities he was getting, I'm not saying he was 
taking away everything, but he was getting his run last year. I look at him this season and think that he's going to have a chance to step up. Uh, if Ty Montgomery is not the guy who is going to be taking over all of the receptions, as they've had some conversation about, uh, I think it's Ramondre Stevenson who's going to be that guy that gets the receptions in this Patriots offense. So if you look at James White, he averaged 5.14 uh, targets in his career as a Patriot. And I think in a season, in a normal season, you can see uh, Ramondre Stevenson on top of getting maybe 8 to 12 carries, getting about 3 to 5 targets a game at least as well. So uh, Damian Harris is obviously the lead guy in that backfield, but I think you can look at Ramondre Stevenson as a solid uh, solid RB2 in that offense, and we'll have an opportunity to show what he can do in the season. I'm so disappointed. So Why? Disappointed. I don't mind the Ramondre Stevenson uh, draft stock rising. I, I like Ramondre Stevenson. Um, I'm disappointed that you said he's going to take the down the passing down work, and you didn't even you didn't even you didn't even bat an eye and mention your boy Pierre Strong. Well, it's who, not about who, him right now. But but it is because <laughs> I don't know if you've read all reports at a Patriots campus that Pierre Strong is going to take the James White role, that they mm-hmm. like Pierre Strong, and I was like, oh AJ's going to say it, AJ's going to say it, and then you said Ty Montgomery, and I went, oh what. So, so the reports that I got to was how they are worried about Pierre Strong because he's struggling in pass protection, and that's something that doesn't fly over there. So, even but James still, White ain't go catch blocking nobody. He goes out yeah. passes. That's a, I, I get it. I get it. Can't get, get on the field. I, I <laughs> can't get exactly it because you always worry yeah. about rookie running back coming in and blocking on third down. That's a huge thing. I just when you went to tie, yeah. I was just like, no, like I thought it was like set it up to yourself. You're gonna put nah. it between the legs. You're just gonna dunk it on me with Pierre Strong because I thought it was the perfect time to come back. I, I mean, it, it's a dunk contest. I need two 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 more attempts on the between the legs. Though well, that's all. I'll it is. dunk it for you because I do think Pierre Strong actually might fit that role really nicely. When James White retired. I was like, damn it. AJ's going to be right about Pierre Strong. He's going to play, <laughs> and I'm going to be wrong. So uh, who knows? Who knows? We're yet to see, but uh, there is a chance. I do like the rise of, of a reminder. Don't let Damian Harris get hurt. It's going to still be a team that's predicated heavily on the run, regardless of what people think about Mac Jones, his talent. Uh, they're going to run the football because that's how they were so successful last year, running the football, play action, keeping Mac Jones out of trouble. Uh, I don't think that changes. I'm going to slide in next here, gentlemen. I'm just going to slide in slide here next. You, you said you came you came at me, Aaron, before the show okay. saying this is like the low-hanging fruit pick. And I'm okay with it. I feel no shame. <laughs> I, I, I feel going. no shame. Let me ask you gentlemen a question. I'm just going to start off with this. Start, what do all these players have in common? Alexander Madison, Naeem Hines, Daryl Henderson, Ronald Jones, Raheem Mostert. What do all five of those running backs have in common? They yeah, wish they, they were still starters. Most of them are <laughs> That too. Most of them are shipburgers. AJ, what was your answer? They all still wish they were starters. Bingo. They all still – kind of bingo. They all still wish they were starters because they're all backups right now. All <laughs> backups are going ahead of my guy, Damian Harris, the running back out of for the Houston Texans. They're all backups. Damian Pierce, uh, Damian Pierce, sorry. Yes. Damian Pierce, yes. sorry. My apologies. My apologies. I'm off to a real hot start here. Uh, Damian Pierce, though, the <laughs> running back for the Houston Texans, those guys are all going ahead of him. They're backups. That's the point here. Damian Pierce is going to be the starter, the bell cow back for the Houston Texans. I know they have some infatuation with the, these older veteran running backs, but there's a reason why they went out and got him. I'm going to move on to my next point about him. We always talk about running backs who have a lot of miles on their on, on their tires. A lot of a lot of shred, a lot of just a lot of work from 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 their college uh experience. This man at Florida only had two games last year with more than 9 carries in a game. There's not a lot of miles on Damian Pierce's tires, okay? He is going to get the work in Houston. There's a reason why they drafted him. He's a physical, aggressive running back. We saw it in his dominant preseason game, and we know it's not going to all hype on preseason games, but there's just something about him, something special, that physicality, that, that just mean type of runner. And he's going to be the guy in Houston. And you're getting him right now behind guys like Alex Inter, Madison, Naeem Hines, Ronald Jones. You're getting him right now as the RB46. 
just that's the riser. It's 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 as simple as that. It is the low hanging fruit. Damian Pierce is the riser. You get him there as an RB one or as a starting running back, which are hard to come by, especially in the later rounds. He is the guy to go get in the later rounds. He's my riser. Very nice. Like I said, low hanging fruit. I talked about him yesterday on our Houston Texans recap. I thought that was the only thing out of the game that I cared about was he looked like the running back one on that team. Um, my rankings were adjusted accordingly. I moved him all the way up to running back. Think about this. I now have Damian Pierce ahead of guys like Travis, J.K. Dobbins, Chase Edmonds, Rashad Penny, James Robinson, Clyde Edwards-Elair, Melvin Gordon, Cordero Patterson. Starters. Are you talking about the backups? I moved him ahead of starters because I think he's going to be that good. Um, uh, yeah, I, I the way he runs is very physical. And like I said, he might have a short NFL career. But if you're a fantasy football owner, you'll take that for three or four years. And I think that this is the type of player that I believe it was last in our last week's show. You had one of the tips that you let people know is don't be afraid to reach on your guy. If you like your guy, go out and get him. Don't worry about where he's be his average draft position at it. Just because he's going as the RB 46 right now does not mean you have to wait all the way until then to go out and get him. I really do think like you just said, you'll miss out. You'll miss out. You'll miss exactly. Out. Don't don't miss out on Damian Pierce. You're not going to like it. If you want to if you want to wait past the rankings of where Aaron has him as he has you have him as RB26, like you said, ahead of guys like Etienne, Dobbins, Edmonds, guys like that. If you want to wait for Pierce just outside of those guys and then scoop him up, that's the spot. But do not wait until that RB46 spot to get him because he's not either. He's not going to be there. No, he's, he shouldn't be there. He should not Somebody's be always going to reach. So when you think, okay, I'm going to take this guy at pick 30, say, say I'm going to take Damian Pierce at pick 30, whatever your number is. Think somebody's going to take him at pick 27. Like that's how you have to think. And you have to be okay with saying, you know what? If somebody takes him at 27, I'm okay with that. I'm missing out on him because I won't take him at pick 27. But if you're like, no, I need him, then you take him at pick 26 if you, if you have it or 24, whenever you think you you need to take that player. You don't wait. You have to trust your process. Um, as long as you're not doing it with this, with with your your with heart, that. like Vinny, would start to play with your heart. That's the problem. It's don't going to be that. a problem. Got to use your head. Use your head. Aaron, who's your riser? Yeah, I, I'm surprised nobody mentioned this. To be honest, I'm not going to go down into the weeds like you guys did. Find all these sleepers. I'm mm-hmm. going straight to the top. Um, why in the hell is Alvin Kamara still RB11? Um, reports have already come out said that there's probably not going to be a suspension. We talk about a New Orleans Saints team that everybody has told me. Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry, Jameis is back. And you have Alvin Kamara, who's been the RB, like a top five running back his entire career. And now we have him outside the top 10. Um, I think this is weird. I know it's because of the suspension, which is why his ADP originally dropped, but it's time for us to say, you know what, Alvin Kamara needs to go back. Again, he hasn't been outside the top 10 in running back. Uh, he's been one, four, five, three. He is a top pick in fantasy football. Take him in the first round. He's not suspended. You're getting a first round running back. If you somehow get him as your turnaround back, <laughs> you end up with a DeAndre Swift and Alvin Kamara, uh, a Jonathan Taylor and Alvin Kamara or a, who have wow. Alvin Cook and an Alvin Kamara? Like, good luck to those people in your league because you're going to be loaded. So Alvin Kamara's stock should be going like this because the, the reports of him probably not going to be suspended. Um, I'm pretty sure they're they're close to accurate. And if you do happen to reach on him now because you have a draft before something comes down and he is suspended for six games, I guess what? You'll have an RB1 after he comes. So I don't think there's <laughs> much risk there because I don't think this is a long-term thing. Uh, go get some Alvin Kamara because his his stock should be shooting up over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and I I do believe not to shoot our own horns here, but we told you guys in the off season if you miss our off season coverage, well, first of all, shame on you. Second of all, glad you're here now. Uh, third, we told you guys that Alvin Kamara this suspension was really trending towards this decision here that we're expecting now of it being pushed back and him being ready for week one and starting week one, you it's time to start treating Alvin Kamara like exactly like the running back that he has been, and he will be this season as a surefire running back one who should be going 
in the first round of your drafts. That's the, the benefits of, of leagues that have people have already drafted. Now we know it sucks injuries. You draft early and you were the guy that had the early draft and drafted Alvin Kamara in the second or third round or whatever. You're now sitting like this, like, okay, mm-hmm. I got two good players. I got my first round pick and didn't have to spend it on Alvin Kamara. And I still got Alvin Kamara out of it. And now I'm hearing this good news. Uh, I, I think if you're drafting now, that ADP that's at 11, running back 11 right now, I think it only goes up. And by the time you're drafting at the end of August, end of September, probably not going to be going as RB11. Probably yeah. going to be along the lines of somewhere RB7 to RB10, uh, maybe even ahead of that. Dennis Allen came out and said today that Alvin Kamara is also having one of the best camps he's seen since he's been back in New Orleans. The stud. Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara stud. is that dude. 18th overall is far too low. It's far too low. You should not be getting players <laughs> like you shouldn't be getting Justin Jefferson and Alvin Kamara to start your team. Like if you get that, good luck to everybody. This goodness, season, so. goodness gracious. Ugh. All right. Whether well, it's risers, there has to be fallers. AJ, who is the faller for you? Now uh, this guy's been dropping a little bit, and I think it's only right. So uh, it's it's a tight end. So you know, not a sexy pick, but uh, I'm going with uh, Mike Kosicki from uh, Miami. <laughs> Uh, he's falling down and, uh, you know, he, he had himself his best year last year, 112 targets, 73 receptions, 780 yards. Uh, but now you're looking at fighting targets with a Jalen Waddle who had a fantastic rookie season. And of course the addition of Tyree kill who we are still expecting to go gangbusters because let's be, let's be honest Tua has to have a great year. And you're not doing that by forcing targets to Mike Kosicki. Um, so again, it's a tight end. So you're not like freaking out like, Oh man, I had my heart set on Mike Kosicki. That's the case. You need to watch a lot more of our fantasy shows so we can talk you into some of the better tight ends. But the truth of the matter is he is falling. And I think the reason being is he's going to be fighting some studs for targets, not to mention all those receiving all those backs that have receiving prowess as well. Um, so Mike Kosicki, if you, can get out of him, or if he's going to be your first streaming tight end, that's to be the only thought process you have of one Mike Kosicki. I hate when you guys bring up. I know you. Like a, you I maybe did it in fantasy football. Like who in the hell cares about Mike Kosicki? Who? What, Mike what is he? Who's drafting Mike? Like Mike? Okay, if you're drafting Mike Kosicki, it's probably in the fifteenth round. Like who really cares? Uh, Once you get past the first four or five tight ends. Why do you even worry about a tight end? You must just wait and pick one up off waivers and say, inky, pinky, punky, daddy had a donkey, give me a tight end, you're it, and put him in your lineup. Tight ends suck. If you don't have Kyle Pitts, George Kittle, Mark Andrews, or or Travis Kelsey, you or Darren Waller, you might as well just retire and just put, I don't know, anybody out there. Kyle Rudolph, Mason Rudolph, Red Nose Rudolph, the Red Nose Ranger. I don't care who's there. It's everybody in tight end scores eight points in, in a given week, and you move on with your life. Tight ends Breaking news, the Sac City Fantasy League will now no longer have kickers or tight ends. Well, <laughs> as long as there's a Travis Kelsey, a Mark Andrews, a Darren Waller, and a Kyle Pitts, and a George Kittle. Yeah. So only four, only if, four I could find, find good, if I could give you five kickers that I knew wouldn't miss kicks, then we could have kickers. But outside so of they, outside of the, the, the Justin Tuckers uh, and, and a few Evan others, Harris's. Evan McPherson, the, the Chiefs kicker. Young Hoku, then, Harrison Bucker. And oof, once upon a time, I might have yelled first out. Of all, and first Justin of all, Reed, five, baby. <laughs> Tyler Bass, there's some good kickers in the league, but they all miss yeah. kicks. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the breaking news is now we're going to be a, it's going to be a super flex league, but instead of having it be <laughs> yeah. wide receiver, running back, quarterback, it is going to be kicker and tight end. You can play either <laughs> one in that slot. There's no longer going Literally. to be a tight end or kicker spot. That part yeah. is, is there are, true <laughs> like <laughs> it's true like tight ends and kickers they score the same amount of points can and we do that like, can we can we make that happen this year is our in our we'll be, the, we'll be trendsetters we will be the trendsetters of a super flex of kickers and tight ends it's genius, it's genius. <laughs> uh, you know it's all you know I, we gotta talk about this guys we gotta talk about this that was a good follower aj but my follower is just just someone we have to talk about and it's Antonio Gibson fumbled in the preseason, got shunned by the coaching staff of the Washington to Washington commanders to the point where this man was on the punt team. He was working special teams 
in practice the other day. And maybe that's not that big of a deal to you, Aaron, but it's got a whole lot of people, including myself, a little <laughs> concerned about Antonio Gibson to the point where I'm saying he is falling. And that's the truth. He is falling. Tell me now why he shouldn't be falling or why you're okay letting him fall and then you scoop him up because you were so excited for him. I'm concerned, man. I am concerned because – What are you oh, concerned oh, oh, about? Oh, hold on. I'm still trying to get your point. What are you concerned It just seems – this seems like a trap. This seems like the writing is on the wall for Antonio. And I, I know Antonio Gibson has not been bad. Antonio Gibson in the past has a track record of being good. And I'm not, I'm not discrediting anything that he has done. But it just seems to me that the writing is on the wall that Antonio Gibson is going to take a big-time fall this season. Maybe not to, like, the abyss, but a low-end running back to a, – a fringe running back to RB3 flex type of player. Like, that's where I'm seeing Antonio Gibson as the writing on the wall of drafting Brian Robinson, bringing back J.D. McKissick, fumbling, special teams work. It's a concern, man. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. Freaking out, man. First of all, first of all, don't freak out. Calm down. Um, he's you're right. You're right. Antonio Gibson is falling, but you're also right. He should be falling. You can't get benched in a preseason game and expect not to fall. You can't fumble again after fumbling six times in 2021 and expect your coach to be like, ah, don't worry, buddy. He's gonna get in there. <laughs> he is not, he does not have that privilege at this point in time do those things and not be able to cause concern for us as fantasy. Everybody's right when they talk about Antonio Gibson saying there's cause to pause and there's concern. there. That's not what I'm excited about. I'm excited because I've, I always bring this up. I've been watching the NFL a long time. I like when guys like that fall, when guys don't want to touch a guy, because I'm telling you right now, I got guys in my league. They don't want any part of Antonio Gibson. And you know what I tell them? Good. Let them drop to the fifth, the sixth, the seventh round, and then I'll just draft him leisurely, like, ah, well, let's take a flyer, and then he's the starter, and it gives me running back two numbers, and I say, yippee, I win. Like, I'm okay with that, which is why I say, go ahead, let him fall. I'm not saying that it's not appropriate to let him fall. He deserves to have his ADP spot go down because he continues to do things that give cause to pause. I, I will say the biggest, like, thing going for Antonio Gibson is Ron Rivera is not the type of coach that usually gives up on a player. He usually gives them opportunity and did it last year. Pulls them and reprimands you, but he usually gives you an opportunity to earn your job back. And I think that's kind of what this is again, early in camp. It's like a message. Hey, told you, man, like you got guys back here that are hungry. This is what you're going to be doing. You're going to be chasing punts if you don't, you know, get your shit together. And a lot of the guys have been talking about the same thing. Um, I, I read an article today about it. Uh, Ron Rivera's talked about, hey, when Antonio Gibson runs hard, he doesn't fumble. When Antonio Gibson says every play is not a touchdown, he doesn't fumble. He said he fumbles when he's trying to dance a little too much to find the big play and go score a touchdown. He's like, I need him to realize when it's time to get three yards, I need three yards, not 83 yards. Like some, not every play is built that way. And I think that was tell. I think that was telling. I think Antonio Gibson's still a young player. Um could this be the end of him in Washington? Perhaps it could. Everybody that's saying that, they have every right to say that. And there, there very much is some writing starting to be scribbled on the wall. I just don't worry about things like that because the more people talk about it, further his stock goes down. And I'm okay taking Antonio Gibson in the sixth round. Like and saying, yeah, nobody wanted to touch him. I'll take him in the sixth. It's a flyer. And maybe he is an RB2 or a flex. But guess what? Antonio Gibson getting 50% of the carries is probably going to put up better numbers then Tony Pollard, uh, Alexander Madison, all those guys that are being drafted in those areas. So I'm like, okay, because it's not like he's not going to touch the ball anymore. They are not going to say, Antonio Gibson, you're the starter. Antonio Gibson, you no longer play football. It's going to be, okay, now Brian Robinson may be the guy. And Antonio Gibson is that spellback, that guy that comes in and gets the third down work a little bit, the guy that does some other things. So I, I'm perfectly fine with him being a flex play if that's where he ends up being. But let that stock go all the way down, and I'll take him at the last possible second before we have no choice. And then I think that's a win. So um, you're very right. You're very right. His stock is absolutely falling, and those owners in Dynasty League have to be concerned. Um, thankfully, I just traded him for Mike Evans and some other stuff. 
or I traded him and Mike Evans for Christian McCaffrey. Or something. But, oh, uh, you know, oh, it's, that uh, sounds nice. Yeah. Sounds God, like a good deal, you know. God. Sounds really fair. All right. Oh, no, All no, right. no, 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 no. See, but this is what we do. I, I made the deal, and, and at the time, it was a very fair deal. Like, nobody was talking about Antonio Gibson getting benched two weeks ago, right? Like, it was Antonio Gibson, okay. Like, so now he gets benched. Now that deal doesn't look so great. <laughs> but that's not my problem. Why is it my problem? <laughs> is it just Christian McCaffrey? What do you mean? Like, you traded... You know, no, I gave, I, I got AJ. another piece. I got Russell Gates. AJ trying to figure out how he can get rid of Antonio so, Gibson in that GM league. It, it was Antonio Gibson and Mike Evans for Christian McCaffrey and Russell Gates. Who GM? Oh, interesting. So, Thank you for winning regardless of when that deal was made. But again, everybody's <laughs> down on Christian McCaffrey too because he's been hurt for two years. So why... Yeah, sure. Give me Christian McCaffrey. I'll take him. I, I, I'll I take those players. And if I get bit in the ass because of it. Aaron, Aaron is the home for lost toys, hoping that they could just find their way back to, to, to the prime. And then if not, yeah, that's it. Aaron, who is your faller? <laughs> this is going to be the funniest thing. I'm glad, I'm glad you went to because this has absolutely <laughs> nothing to do with family. Okay. <laughs> because I'm, I'm going to be honest. Probably not going to be on many teams. But I play in a lot of super flex quarterback And I think it's important mm-hmm. to quarterback groups to have good quarterbacks. And a lot of people, with the addition of Brian Dable, have drafted Daniel Jones and like the idea of a Daniel Jones maybe having a breakout season as a quarterback, too. Not talking anything crazy. Quarterback, too, coming in there. Um, Daniel Jones has now lost practice reps. Tyrod Taylor. And I get, we just talked about Antonio Gibson going to punt team. Dable said Tyrod Taylor is getting starter reps and it's not because he's worried about Daniel Jones, but we just need to make sure that Tyrod Taylor is ready to go. That tells me you're worried about Daniel Jones. And I told, I told you guys the other day that um, Tyrod Taylor getting more and more first team reps is scaring me because there's a chance that Daniel Jones is not the starter. There's been multiple reports that in camp he struggled Plenty of times, and we talk about training camp being the easiest portion of this football process for these guys. Seven on seven, no contact, a lot of easy guys, people pulling up early, not really playing full strength. I worry that Daniel Jones is this his career is coming. I think this is it. I think the pinnacle is like this. I think it's like this. And right now he has, he's in that, he's in that high where we have to choose two roads. Either Daniel Jones becomes great or Daniel Jones just falls off a cliff. And I think right off so for me my, my father's daniel jones if you had any inkling of brian dable helping daniel jones i know he's only being drafted as like wide or quarterback 28 or whatever it is but he does have some rushing ability uh there are people that do like daniel jones and i'm telling you i just want to say that on this show because i really didn't have any fallers that were falling too far down the the the, the spectrum for me and i just wanted to make fun of daniel jones I remember when I didn't really have a faller, so I went with Mike Kosicki, and that was the end of the world. (laughs) Well, you didn't say it, though. I prefaced it by saying this had nothing to do with really this fantasy football conversation. Mm, That's Um, fair. But I just wanted to talk about it. I rode the wave. Because I'll be honest, there's not not much of my rankings I could look at that I'm saying guys are falling. Antonio Gibson was one of them. It's coming. It's coming. But there will be as we go on. Uh, but I really wanted to talk about Daniel Jones. I, and it really just came to me about 20 minutes ago when we were talking about something else. I was like, you know what? I want to talk about Daniel Jones. So I did. Mm-hmm. My show, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to be excited. Unbelievable. I, was, I would have rather yeah. you had a, a riser be Tyrod Taylor. Is that? I would I could- would rather you not worry about what the hell I'm doing and let me do my fantasy football the way I want mm. to. I'm a champion, I mean, man. I'm a champion. The fact that Daniel Jones, his name was brought up in a fantasy football show is Normal. great. It's can I great. ask you a question? Can you, Dan, Daniel <laughs> no. Jones. Daniel no, you Jones, cannot. Can you, no, I want to ask you a legit question. Can you go look for me and see where he was drafted last year? N- no, I will not go look for you to see where he was uh, drafted last year. <laughs> Hold on. Let me see. Let me see. I want to know, <laughs> his, what his, I want to know what his ADP was last year. Hmm, that's uh, that's going to be a tough find. I mean, no, no, it's not. 
It's going to be a tough find. I was like, why is it a tough find? It's going to be a tough find for you, AJ, because you suck at finding shit. And his computer would have, hey, his computer would have crashed when he typed this. Google. Just rude. Just, just, just rude. There's no need for all of this hate. I've done nothing. I think, I think AJ it. still got AOL dial up. Is that a thing? People still have that? Oh my goodness gracious, that was too... I feel bad because Vinny was expecting some substance from me from these fallers, and I was like... I got Daniel Jones from me. I got Daniel Jones. Okay, you know well, what? I'm looking, well, I'm looking I'll give for you, Daniel no, I'll give Jones. You one. I'll give you a legit no, 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 one. That, no, 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 I really want to throw this okay, out there because it was ahead, brought up ahead. today, and I just remembered it was brought up today. Um, Cam Akers. Cam Akers is a faller for me. He has a soft tissue injury. There's some concern already there. Daryl Henderson's there. I think this might end up being more of a running back by committee. I actually did reflect that in my running back rankings. I have um, now Cam Akers outside of the top 20. Just outside of the top 20, I moved A.J. Dillon and Miles Sanders ahead of him. So um, Cam Akers could be a somebody that we want to watch as we kind of go forward over the next couple of weeks. Somebody that starts falling down. D- Daniel Jones last season's ADP was quarterback 30. Oh, see, he moved up. Told you people are interested in him this year. Quarterback 30 <laughs> was Daniel Jones' ADP. I knew he, he was, moved up a little bit. Little he was while. going at the whopping 256th overall pick in fantasy drafts. It was being drafted. It's impressive. Yeah. yeah. He, oh, was, he was right on the line of being drafted because after him was Cam Newton, Sam Darnold, Jared Goff. Those None of those guys last. even play football anymore, except for Jared Goff, and that's yeah. questionable whether he's actually football. On um, this is this is this is this this is uh, I I cannot believe this. All right, let's go in to our new segment here. Draft me, draft me, draft me here. There you go, there you go. AJ, who are you? Who's a must draft for you in a certain round of rounds one through five? Oh, interesting. So uh, okay, the question right. was supposed to be asked, AJ, but it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, all right, well, we'll go. Um, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go to the third round, uh, and I am thinking about my guy AJ Brown, me Brown, uh, Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. Uh, I am liking. Uh, obviously, I love the connection with him going to Jalen Hurts, and then on top of that, uh, I've, I've done a couple mock drafts. I did about three today just to kind of get my my beak wet. Uh, I've done about five total, and I'm seeing this is where he's basically ending up around that middle area of the third round. So if you are interested in an AJ Brown, if you are on that turn, it may be it may behoove you to make sure you are grabbing him right there because he's not going to last through the third round. Uh, and if I'm in the third round, uh, he's probably one of the guys that I'm going to be looking at uh, any way, shape, or form for two reasons. One, if I get a top tier receiver in the first round. Well, now I compare him with A.J. Brown. Or if I go back-to-back on running backs, well, now I have a really good receiver that I'm proud of and happy to be with for my wide receiver one as an A.J. Brown. So basically, the segment is these guys are your must-draft players within rounds one through five at their ADP. Like, you, am I on the right track, Aaron? Am I on the right track? All you Please. <laughs> Thing. You were just supposed to go like AJ. Who's your round one must draft? Yeah, I see. I thought you were going to give us your round one draft, which is so I was ready when you're like, so AJ is like, oh, I need a round one, and I was like, oh, I can't pick the one that I think Vinny's going to do. Uh, I mean, I got a round one. You give AJ names his player, gives a reason. You name your so player. We're going. We're going round by round. We're not just picking yes. us to like. Holy yes. shit, I did not prepare myself it's for quick. that one. It's supposed to be rapid. It's supposed Got to be like it. my player, round one must my round one must draft player is Justin Jefferson. Okay. This is quick and easy. You said it earlier on in the show, so I don't even really have to do any work. It's the floor of Justin Jefferson that makes him a must draft. I I I was asked the question the other day by a good friend of mine. He said, Who are you taking with the first pick? And I was like, real with the first pick, obviously it's Jonathan Taylor. But if I don't have that first overall pick, I think if I'm at number two, I think I'm taking Justin Jefferson at number two. Just be, yeah, yeah. I would strongly, con- that you is a that strong rule. consideration there. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's because last year we saw AJ, you drafted Jonathan Taylor. We thought it was all crazy, bought this and that. Justin, T- Justin Jefferson is going to be 
the wide receiver one this season. And with the uncertainty and the fluctuation of what running backs could be running back one and this and that, Justin Jefferson's going to be the wide receiver one. That's going to happen barring injury. Like it's, it's going to happen. And I want that floor of a guy who's worst is going to be wide receiver five. Sounds good. Um, my, mine is kind of as well. It's, it's not very hard. And, but well, I will say maybe it is a little bit harder. It's the back end of round one, but I'm taking him at the front end of round one. And that's DeAndre Swift. I think DeAndre Swift, I talked about him the other day in the recap show. That dude is, looks electric. I think he's going to have a breakout season, massive breakout year, which he was on pace to do last year. He was RB3 before he got hurt. I think that continues this year. He finishes in the top five in running backs. You have a first round pick. Right now, I don't care if it's 1 through 12. Take DeAndre Swift. He's not even going in the first round. As ADP right now is the 14th. 13, 14. Yeah. So he's technically I not even. looking at the wrong one. I'm on it. I was looking at standard. I didn't change it back. But yeah, yeah. Oh, PPR, PPR, he's going 14. So that's technically I was wrong. So, you, so, so realistically, so let AJ, me do it again. Take Christian McCaffrey in round one, <laughs> and, then, and then you got to just trade back up to get DeAndre Swift at the front end of round two. <laughs> so basically, the way this worked here is you gave round two, I gave round one, AJ gave round three. We yeah, were we're working here. This, this new segment didn't work the way it was supposed to work. We might as well just go to four and five and call it a yeah, day. Right. Let's consensus on four and five, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, let's, let's go. Let's go into round two, though. AJ, do you have a a player in round two that's kind of a must? draft player alvin kamara uh and, and, and that's a right now thing at his adp because he should move up to the back end of round one because people will still have those questions or whatever for some reason but yeah. uh, if you can go grab alvin kamara again at that turn part before anyone else can get him he's not going to make it past that so uh draft alvin kamara in, in the second round and never look back yeah, my second rounder is a, is a running back as well it's aaron jones aaron, aaron that would jones be mine too yeah, that's the, I mean, it's, I, whatever I've been doing, I've done a few mocks as of late and I'm always like, I do them and I'm like, there's no way Aaron Jones actually falls this low in any draft that I do in real life. There's no possible way, but you look at his ADP right now going at, as the 19th pick, it's unacceptable. Aaron Jones, like we've said on the show, if you miss our Green Bay Packers season preview, this dude has the potential to not only be the RB one on this team, but the wide receiver one on this team. Get Aaron Jones in the second round at all costs. Well, I'll go. I'll go elsewhere. I was going to say Aaron Jones. Uh, He's going to say Saquon, DeAndre Swift. Saquon Barkley. I, I, I'm doing it again, and I'm telling everybody to jump back all aboard on Saquon Barkley. This guy looks fast. He looks healthy. He looks in shape. He looks like he was when he before he was injured. Um, and again, there is no other piece in New York going to compete with him for touches in and out of the backfield he is the new york giants christian McCaffrey. saquon barkley could be the running back that's drafted in the late second round early third round and ends up in the first a first round value mm. people forget how talented he is because yeah. he's been injured and he has sucked let's be honest he sucked yeah. but uh I- i'm all aboard i'm back on yeah. all right I'm all right that uh, it I'm scares it's- this is the saquon year like legit yeah. this is the saquon year it's gonna like- be scary Christian McCaffrey's yeah. gonna be scary because he was hurt last year. Saquon's gonna be scary because he was hurt. Like hurt guys are scary. Yeah, they are. Gotta ride with the ship though. Uh AJ, your third round pick was AJ Brown. So I'll just kind of mm-hmm. jump in here and I'll go with my guy Mike Evans. It's the the slam dunk pick right there in, in round three. It's Mike Evans. He's gonna be the wide receiver one for a Tom Brady-led Buccaneers offense. We don't know where Chris Godwin's gonna end up with that ACL injury, and he might come back good as new. Either way, even if he comes back good as new, Mike Evans is still going to be one of Tom Brady's favorite target, if not his favorite target, especially in the end zone. He is Mr. Consistency. You can never go wrong with Mike Evans in round three, especially. <laughs> Come on. You guys already know. You cannot have a show without this man right here. Josh Jacobs is the round three lock of the century. I would bet a million dollars on it. It's the easiest pick in the draft. Just go get Josh Jacobs and trust the process. Um, take him. I want to know where your math is going here. Josh yeah, Jacobs. Take him in the third round. Okay, he's he's a fourth round pick. He is take a fourth. Okay. All right. I'm well, not looking at the thing anymore, so I don't know. 
I, the, okay, he said, all right. He's a fourth round pick. You you don't wait. You take him in the third take round. Take him in the third. Take him in the second. I don't care. Josh Whoa. Jacobs will be a top fifteen running back. Whatever that. Let's go. Great. I'm trying to wrap it up. I didn't even look at the number he was. Top fifteen just, overall. I just player. wanted to talk top about Josh Jacobs. AJ AJ round four. Who you got? Round four, uh, I am taking Deontay Johnson here. I mentioned earlier that I believe he can make these quarterbacks better. He's a talented receiver. Uh, even though there's flux with the quarterbacks, Deontay Johnson can help clear that up. Uh, I'm taking Deontay Johnson there, and I, I might later on take George Pickens, but we're not getting there. So I'm just locking all up. Just give me both of them. <laughs> you don't need to use one of them. Give me them both. <laughs> this is where I start to get emotional. This is the round where my emotions start coming into play. Yeah, no, 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 this is this is it because I'm not like I'm not I, the, the players in, in this round in round four. They don't like no one jumps off the page to me. No one's like, oh, my God, I have like I have to get him except for one player. And that's George Kittle. And I know it's a tight end. And I know we talk about how like it's it's you either get your tight end earlier. You don't touch him ever again until the very end. You sat a little stud of a tight end, and because I'm not crazy, I'm not like insane about any of the other. Like, of course, Jalen Waddle, Terry McCall, all Johnny Johnson, all DK Metcalf, all great players, all fantastic players. <laughs> he just named all the guys to get over George Kittle. Like, you should get those guys over George Kittle. Wait, but but the thing is, is after that round, your tight end position kind of looks a little rough. So get your your top dog tight end and George Kittle, make it happen. Uh, we'll go to round five. We'll move on. We're, at, we're, we're running out of time here, so I, I'll spare you. Um, I'm going to do the math appropriately this time. <laughs> and my round five pick, that is going to be picks 48 through 60, okay? 48 through 60. I'm looking right now at 48 through 60. My round five pick is going to be none other than Dalton Schultz. <laughs> no, not Dalton Schultz. Uh, I'm taking Elijah Mitchell here. I, I like I like Elijah Mitchell. I think there's a lull in running backs for a number of, of picks, right? Where you talk about, we don't really want the running backs. I think the 49ers backfield good to have a piece there just because they run the ball so well. Uh, give me some Elijah. Mitchell. AJ, let's see if we have the same person here. Three, two, one, Brandon Cooks. AJ Dillon. <laughs> well, yeah. go ahead. Uh, yeah, well, so AJ Dillon's uh, outside the fifth round. He is. So he check is. this out. So check this out. So check this out. Check this out. This is really actually kind of funny. And I don't care if you believe me or not. Yeah. Brandon Cooks was the other person I was looking at, but he got a freebie. And I'm looking at an AJ Dillon. And if I'm getting him in those 60, I'm not getting him on the outside. And I'm a guy who really wants AJ Dillon this season. Uh, I think he's going to get the rush work. I think he's going to be that dude in that offense outside of what Aaron Jones is going to do. Uh, so, yeah, it's three picks. I'm well, expecting to be on the outside of the turn. So I get the luxury to get that people. Well, guess what? Guess what? If, if we're all breaking the rules here, if we're all breaking the rules here, F my Brandon Cooks pick, it's Allen Robinson, okay? It's Allen yeah, Robinson. It's Allen Robinson. Once again, I pick with my heart because I love him so much. That's why you never mm -hmm. win, buddy. Hey, if last time I checked, wreck, you also didn't win last year. Do we Do we want to count championships? We can last go to Yahoo time, Profiles, and, and, we can go to, and we can go to Sleeper Profiles right now and pull up championship wins and see who got the time, most. Last time I checked, you lost last year, and I lost last year. Last time I checked, I believe I carried us to a victory in terms of the year. Oh, okay. Now we're Whoa. okay. Now we're doing this. Now we're doing this. Whoa. Okay. All right. All right. All right. At wow. least, you know what you didn't carry? You know what you didn't carry? You had the chance. You had the opportunity to win the Sac City League last year no, we for no, the brand. No, 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 no. For the brand. It nope, it did lost. not. Nope. You, you lost it for us. You want to know why? I've us. never had that opportunity because it wasn't the Sac City League. It was that old name league. I wasn't going to bring it anymore. up. I wasn't going to bring up the old league name. But I know. Way, so it wasn't my, it wasn't the Sac City League. That's why I didn't win. I just didn't feel it in my bones. I did it for the rock. <laughs> I, I did it. Oh, the the... <laughs> <laughs> All right. That does it for another fantasy drive show presented by the Sac City podcast. We'll be back again tomorrow morning live at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Breaking down who, Aaron, who are we breaking down? Oh, the Giants and the Titans. 
Gross. Is gross. that what it is? Was that, was that, that the thing? That is what it is. That's absolutely foul. Don't tune into that show. Tune oh. into our Friday show. Unless you're a Giants fan or a Titans fan, then tune in. Uh, but oh, wait, way, wait, wait. They have, they have to tune in, though, because we also have a preview show of the preseason game. So, you know, they'll want to make sure they tune into that. That's true. There you go. There you go. Give them reasons. Oh, Give them the Bears Seahawks. That should be a great game to preview. We've got a lot to talk about. Shit. Shit. What a terrible show tomorrow. <laughs> We're going to have to figure out some juice to add to that show. Uh, either way, find out what we do tomorrow live at 10 a.m. Eastern time right here on YouTube for my best friend Aaron Mukes and for your boy AJ Johnson. I am me. We will see you tomorrow. He's out. Holla. Don't press that next button. That was a great show, right? You know it, I know it. So let's help somebody else know it. Before you listen to our next episode, go ahead and write us a review and let everyone know how great it is to be a part of the city. Sac City, home of six-star content.